Hello, and welcome to the Christchurch Fox Chapel podcast. Fastest growing conservative, evangelical, charismatic, Anglican podcast in the entire Fox Chapel area as Ben slams his mug down at the same time as Lewis Yeti's strike. We're joined by the fabulous wife of one of us. Not, not mine. Oh, it's Kat Shuttleworth. Work that mic, darling. I'm trying. I was worried. I was leaving you hanging on the Anglican this time. <clears throat> want to provide some variety for our listeners. Because of your maturity, you didn't want to yeah. make a silly voice. Thank you. That's right. Yeah, I'm very mature. Well, I mean, now that uh, the legacy media has picked up on this new podcast, I think we have to be a bit more mature. Yeah, it's time to rebrand, to up our brand, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for sure. Get serious. Gonna, yeah. <sighs> Working on. Let's let's move it along. We're in Second Timothy, <laughs> and uh, it's the end of the letter, chapter four. We're beginning at verse nine. Uh, the sermon is called Cloaks and Scrolls, but there's a lot more going on than just that. Who will read for us? Thank you, Ben. I would love to. <laughs> it's a it's a pleasure. <laughs> nominate Ben. I nominate Ben. All right, picking up in verse nine. We're Second Timothy, chapter four, verse nine. Paul says this. Do your best to come to me soon, for Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Crescens has gone to Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Luke alone is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he's very useful to me for ministry. Tychicus I have sent to Ephesus. When I come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas, also the books, and above all, the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm. The Lord will repay him according to his deeds. Beware of him yourself, for he strongly opposed our message. At my first defense, no one came to stand by me, but all deserted me. May it not be charged against them. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed, and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet Prisca and Aquila and the household of Onesiphorus. Erastus remained at Corinth, and I left Trophimus, who was ill, at Miletus. Do your best to come before winter. Eubulus sends greetings to you, as do Pudens and Linus and Claudia and all the brothers. The Lord be with your spirit. Grace be with you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Mm-hmm. I see now why you wanted me to read that. <laughs> like, we'll make him stumble <laughs> through all those names. Raspas, what? Yeah. a lot of names. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that, that does, I mean, it's a historical document, right? Like, this was a practical letter yeah that to real people so right. of course there's going to be a lot of roman names and they weren't like it wasn't like send i left my cloak with bill yeah <laughs> and, unlikely <laughs> bill and rob were uh john left me and uh yeah could you could you fedex that to my way yeah. text um, me when you get there yeah and, uh, <laughs> i bet when brent Kavanagh had his confirmation hearing and you read all of his college mates you know names there was Squee and Bud and oh, all yeah, the rest yeah. of it. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. 
Everything fits a context. Nickname. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Context is king. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I think Trophimus was probably known as Trofo. I'm Truffo. thinking. Trofo and the gang. Trofo. It's great. There's so much practical stuff here uh, mm. in terms of, you know, what he needs. So he says at the end, you know, do your best to come before winter. But he says earlier, can I have my coat? So he's really just preparing for the fact that it's probably cold in jail. Mm. You know, wow. it's a bit like clergy housing in the Church of England. Mm. It's absolutely yeah. freezing, freezing all winter. Mm. So pr- preparing practically. But uh, one of the themes of this series that we've been in, I think, has been that, uh, you know, God is building this church where where everybody can minister. Everybody serves. And uh, there's the, there's a whole load of people referenced in this particular part of the letter. Yeah. Coming and going, uh, some of which is good stuff, some's bad stuff. Uh, he's hopeful about certain things. He's suffering. There's a lot of just... Uh, interpersonal church politics going on, I think, in, in this part mm. of the letter, as well mm. as practical. Yeah. yeah. Paul was no lone ranger. We often mm. think of him that way mm-hmm. but he, in our day, but he really wasn't. Um, he was so related with other believers and so dependent on them mm-hmm. and serving them. And it's it, passages like that, this really show sort of the early church at work, I think. It must have been gutting for him in verse 10 uh, demas in love with the present world has deserted me yeah that's such a bummer this is this is someone that was with him yeah but didn't make it you know he talked earlier didn't he about finishing the race mm-hmm. uh, and now there's uh, reserved for me a crown of righteousness but here's someone who's given up yeah because they're too in love with the world right yeah what was it that that pulled Demas away. Mm-hmm. Gutting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As uh, a story. Yeah. Sure. And Luke, is is Luke writing this? You think he's the scribe? Yeah. And uh, I, I, and, and what you get in Colossians chapter four actually talks about Luke and Demas who yeah, are together, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's, I just think that's so interesting. Like, I love that idea that he's going like, so-and-so left me, so-and-so left me. Mm. And then... If Luke's writing us and he says, Luke alone is with me. Like, do you think they had like this look, this moment of like, yeah, yeah, I got, yeah. You, I got you, buddy, you know, I got you, bro. I'm I got here. you, bro. I'm just oh. looking at the ESV study Bible, which we were talking about earlier. And uh, it says in Colossians 4 that uh, Luke, the beloved physician, greets you, as does Demas. And Philemon 24 says, so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas and Luke, my fellow workers. Mm. So earlier on, these were the gang. Yeah, and Demas is gone. Key player. He's gone. He's out of here. Yeah, that's sad. And not for good. No. Not for good? No, he's in love with the world. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean not. I mean, I don't mean. Oh, he's not, not permanently. I mean, not not for a good thing. Yeah, he's he's given up. He's yeah. seen he's seen the suffering that Paul's gone through, probably. Yeah. And suffered himself and ultimately decided that a life of suffering like that is not worth it. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a call that I see too many people make. And mm. it's it's really, really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, I just say, I'm just exhausted yeah. from the suffering. And if, if Jesus is Lord, there will be this moment where the Lordship of Christ comes into conflict with another Lord in your life, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. whatever that is, that's going to be the, the moment where you decide, no, this has gone too far, this Christianity stuff. 
Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, and I think also if we're discipling people, we're walking with people in the faith, and we we have that experience personally, just as Christians, we also need to realize that like it's not our fault. Mm. We we didn't somehow let the side down because if Paul can lose a brother and Paul had this great ability to reason in the scriptures and to to explain mm. the the truth and the good news about Jesus and yet his coworker walked away. Huh. We often will feel guilty like oh I didn't do enough, I didn't say the right thing, I didn't know how to explain it well enough. Um but sometimes we just don't people don't have eyes to see. So Jesus says to take up your cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's it, the way is not easy. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So Yeah. I think it I also I really like how he's like oh, he'll get what's coming to him, you know, like mm. <laughs> but he's like but you know, no no harm no foul. When he talks about um, the coppersmith. Oh, Alexander. Yeah, Alexander. Oh, sorry. My namesake. I mean, how yeah. lovely is that? Yeah. Do you know, the I was going to be called Timothy. The Lord will repay him according you to are? his deeds. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. The Lord, so, so Alexander said that, so there's someone from the outside, my namesake, who, you know, he's never been a member of the leadership team. He's, he's an outsider, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Greek name, and he's got a trade. But he's clearly against the church or against Paul. Yeah. Yeah. We don't even know what he did. Got a vendetta. No, but be aware of him for he is strongly, like just giving that word of warning, Mm. like "Mm, watch out for that guy. Yeah, that's right. So, Mm. so you've got the letdown of someone inside who's wandered away. You've got the, the real harm of someone from the outside who's looking to cause absolute chaos. And we don't know what it is, but as Paul is facing death, it could even be that. Yeah. Um, I do love this notion the Lord will repay him according to his deeds. So, I know, I know. Like he's, you know, like he says in, I mean, what am I going to do? Yeah. Put a banana up his tailpipe. Right, yeah. No, I know, I love that. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's just so good. <laughs> he doesn't say, he doesn't go into the details of what he did. Yeah. So he doesn't need to, like, air the dirty laundry. But Let's he, not get he bogged does, down. Yeah, but he does want to warn them, like, look out. Look out for that guy. But he's also oh. like, don't worry. You don't need to worry about what he, what he did to me because God's going to sort it out. Mm-hmm. His justice. Yeah. It's, my, oh, sorry. My uh, Just a quick note. My ESV study Bible, Ooh. here it is, uh, says here, the Alexander mentioned here cannot be identified with certainty. He may or may not be the same Alexander that Paul mentions in 1 Timothy one twenty as one who has been excommunicated. Ooh. Huh. Ooh. Interesting. He may have still been in Ephesus causing trouble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, you know, maybe he's warning Timothy like, hey, this guy's still in town. Yeah. Look out. Yeah. Look out. Yeah. There's a guild of coppersmiths apparently in the town. Yeah. So there's that sense as well that, uh, you know, wolves hunt in packs, don't mm, they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got some people on my side who say this thing and we're coming for you. Yeah. Yeah. Wolves yeah. hunting packs. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I noticed that in particular, uh, it says that he's strongly opposed in verse 15 to our message, which is going to be shorthand, isn't it, for the gospel of Jesus Christ? Right. So there's there's a specific opposition to the doctrine of grace or the notion that 
uh, one needs to be in Christ in order to be saved. There's something yeah. about the particular message of Christianity that he's uh, he's um, mm. against. Mm. Yeah. yeah, something. Gutting and gain, this is really painful. Verse 16, you know, no one came to stand by me. I know. I just love the contrast of 16 and 17 um, where it's it's that that feeling of isolation and and being deserted and mm. and then yet 17 the lord stood by me and strengthened me mm. like the lord himself so i didn't yeah. need right uh, you know he's almost giving us the idea that he under he understands when we feel like we've been betrayed or left alone or isolated mm. and then encouraging us in the same breath that we may feel that way, but remember we're never alone because never the alone. Lord himself is always beside us. Right. So it might've felt good when, when Dimas was there and they could take Alexander together, right. but now he's on his own. He's not on his own. He's got the Lord. Yeah. Mm. Have you ever had an instance where you've been able to say in your life, it feels like everybody has abandoned me, but God is with me. Totally. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, throughout my life, mm. definitely. Or even if it wasn't the truth, it was my my truth, right? It was my, <laughs> my like version <laughs> of reality it, yeah. was, was that I was abandoned. Mm. No one understood. And oh, you, yeah. you go through that. Like oh, yeah, when yeah. you're in college it. and high school and oh, you're like, yeah. nobody gets me. I'm just by myself. Um. Mm. But then, really feeling like, but the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. When you're suffering, you often feel closer to God, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You really do, because your eyes are opened. Mm -hmm. You're able to see it. Um, in in, uh, in that last bit, and we can jump around. Uh, there's this other sort of thing here that uh, he says that uh, you know Erastus remained at Corinth, and so not only has he got the abandonment of of, of a friend who who kind of has just given up on on ministry, yeah. But he's also got the reality that he himself, Paul, is moving around to do ministry, and so he's leaving friends behind when he moves on to new places, yeah, uh, including leaving the sick. I mean, one of the things we'll experience huh. is mm. that if someone's frail or vulnerable; they they can't be in church right now. Well, and huh. I think that also points to the reality. Sorry, cut you off, Ben, but um, huh. <laughs> that. Like this is Paul, so e even the things that he touched could be taken to people, and and they'd be made well. So mm. how frustrating for him that he left his buddy sick, and how frustrating for his friend who'd seen all that he could do, mm. all the healing that he could do, mm. and here he is sick. Like I think that's mm. a lesson for us that we can do really powerful things, and we can see the Lord move in amazing ways, and then. And these other little things we can go, but, but wait, no, that's not supposed to work like that. Like, Why not here? Yeah, why not? Why <laughs> not? not? And if even Paul could not heal his friend, that's something we can learn from, I think, and, yeah. and take comfort in. I think there's a real tendency to, isn't, isn't the, the sin called simony? Uh, off of Simon the magician, right? Mm -hmm. Like Simon the magician sees the apostles performing these wonders 
and he said he wants to buy it. He wants to capture whatever yeah. the magic is oh, yeah. so yeah. that he can use it for whatever ends he wants. Basically, he wants to contain power in himself. And But but the power of God never works like that. Mm-hmm. You don't mm. possess the power of God. The power of God possesses you. <laughs> right. So it's like uh, you, you can't really control it or tell God what to do. Um, you can ask him, but he's going to, he's going to do everything according to his plan. Right. And it's smarter than you can really comprehend. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. In, in verse 12, Tychicus I've sent to Ephesus. Mm. So there's another category of person. It's your sort of graduate. There are, there are people who do ministry in the church that are, are called or sent to go and do ministry somewhere else. And, you know, you might have, someone in the church is just really great at a certain thing, but God then calls them to go and do that elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Or really, really mm. beloved because they, mm. you know, they have a real gift in pastoral care and they know lots mm. of people and yeah. they look after people and they have a gift of service and, and they get called away. Uh, it's really sad for that body or that church or that group. Yeah. Mm. But well, Wolby I have sent to Kentucky. Chase Campbell, I've sent to Arizona. Yeah, right? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We haven't sent them, but yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I think of you know there are, there have been people in our church, you know, all along who've done these things, who who've then gone on and done it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Condrens were a really fun couple to be around. They did a lot. Yeah, uh, and you know they're not around here anymore. They're at the other end of the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple that's gone to Ireland. There's a, you know, there's people who move around, and that's just a real bummer. Uh, for us, but for, for us, the, for the yeah. people they're going to, they're a blessing, and so we, mm-hmm. we have to see ourselves as a movable body. Right. Maybe even to think of the fellowship that we have as being uh, incomplete here, right? Mm. Like that, the anytime you're you're with people and you you experience like closeness and friendship. Um, it's always going to be impermanent, impermanent this side of eternity. Mm. And, but, but we look forward to an idea that there is a fellowship that's, that is complete in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's this element of longing, I think that, mm. and being a nomad that comes with being a Christian, being in ministry. Paul experiences that it's written all over this page. You even get that with uh, Prisca and Aquila. Oh, yeah. Prisca is, is, Probably Priscilla, probably the same person that we get uh, elsewhere in Scripture. Um, and what we learn in, uh, I can't remember if it's Acts maybe or something, maybe Corinthians, but we learn that she filled up what was lacking in Apollos. Uh-huh. And so uh, there's this idea that, that um, you know, Paul himself may have, or someone like Paul rather, has been sent out from someone else. So you know, Paul wasn't, he was sent out by Jesus, he's an apostle, but uh, you know, Apollos, in to some extent, gets deployed by Priscilla and Aquila, and they then don't have Apollos around. And there's this whole moving thing mm-hmm. that you know, mm-hmm. God, God may raise you up in a place and then move you to a new place, and that's painful for the church, but it's good for the kingdom. Mm, yeah, it is. It's, uh, I think it's so cool, too. Uh, this is a, a nerdy thing, but... A lot of scholars think that Apollos might have written the book of Hebrews, and some scholars think that Priscilla or Prisca may have written the book of Hebrews. Mm-hmm. But if either of those theories is true, then a lot of a lot of the 
serious theology that's going on there and, and the deep, deep spiritual understanding about who Jesus is mm-hmm. is is coming from Priscilla, who is in the scriptures a uh, a knowledgeable woman teaching in the early church, mm. along yeah. with her husband as like this <laughs> dynamic duo. power team. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe Apollos like did draft number one and it said, you know, Abraham was really good. He worked really hard and he did all the law right. And then and she goes, no, 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 no. It was by faith. You didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Is that the the editor? (laughs) Who knows, right? Who knows? uh, That's funny. So there's a lot of coming and going of people here, but attacking from the outside, being deployed, being pulled away, uh, getting sick or dying, uh, coming in as well. Because I think there's a little bit of, um, uh, was it? Yeah, get Mark in verse 11. Yeah, he's super useful. Get Mark. He's, He's very useful. And so there's also people joining a church mm-hmm. in, as well, new leaders joining, which is great. But the, there's only one constant I can see in this, and that seems to be the Lord. Any, any, final, any final thoughts? Because the, uh, the Los Yetis would like to play, but they've, they've got no reason. People will come and people will go. But the Lord, the word of the Lord stands forever. That's all I got. I, I actually thought it was going to be a Nirvana song for a minute. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, cool, Nirvana. Nirvana. I'm not that cool. Sorry. <laughs> not that cool. Just scripture. Yeah, uh, yeah and I get the Bible. Uh, that's going to have to be good enough. Well, that's great. Right? We're really hoping, yeah. aren't we, as a congregation, that we, we start to build a church that serves and you see that that people coming in, people being attached to Jesus. You you see the notion that um, it's really easy to wobble away from your ministry. Yeah, and I think also a really important thing is that we we recognize that people are going to come and go, mm-hmm. and people will come and go for really good reasons and really bad reasons. <laughs> but the Lord will stand by us all the time, and that doesn't mean that we can't be sad that they go. But it means that it's a necessary thing, and we don't need other people to make our faith work. Our faith works because we have Christ Himself standing beside us and strengthening us. And then we can easily open our hearts to welcome people in, and also joyfully let people go out and minister to others, or be left to His judgment. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's well said. I just yeah. think if Wolpe had not left, I agree. We never could have had the Catherine Crescendo. <laughs> that was well, well put. Well, this has been a podcast of Christchurch Fox Chapel. We're really glad that you could join us for this thing again. Uh, welcome to any new listeners who happen to be readers of the trip. We're very pleased to have you with us. <laughs> and hopefully we'll see you all very soon. God bless. <laughs> <laughs>